Welcome to the podcast, God Wants to Talk to You. 15 minutes of Bible talk hosted by a regular guy, ordinary non-church affiliated layman named Michael. And that would be me. Welcome to another edition. Very good to have you here. Thank you for checking out the podcast. There's, uh, what, this is episode number five. So we are moving right along. I <laughs> I love that I've got some real passion in this project that I literally was going to do one a week and we are in the first week and I've gotten through five and there can still be more. The week is not over yet. So we might get through six maybe for the week as we roll along. But it's uh, my pleasure to do it and I'm just so anxious to get going. Oh, I want to talk about this story. Oh, I want to talk about this story. So that's what we are doing. If you are new to the show, this is a 15-minute podcast. And in that podcast, we just basically talk about the Bible. But I am the guy doing it, and I am not affiliated with any church. I am a layman, and I am not an educated man at all. I have a passion for the Bible, and I read it, and then I relay back uh you know, just talk about the story or give you my point of something that's happened to me or how I've been influenced. And really what I'm out to do here is to get people to read the Bible, to get people to talk to God, because God is listening. God wants to talk to you. God wants to hear from you. And there's not a better way to grow in your faith than to read the Bible and to read these stories. And then, ha ha, there is a catch. You need to read them. And then you need to understand them. And then when you understand them, you need to put those words into action. So you are now living the word of God. That is the key. But it's step by step and baby steps and do not be intimidated. I started this podcast because I feel, I listen to a lot. I love uh, religious radio and, and shows and I listen to a bunch of them and I would literally get, some people it just seems... It's like, well, you're preaching the Bible, but in a condescending way. And people would, some of them are call-ins and they call in. And and there's one show that's on all the time that I call, uh, I know the Bible better than you. And I don't want to badmouth anyone who's doing the work of God and reaching out to people and trying to get people closer to God. That is not my my point. But I definitely want to make people welcome. And I want to make people not intimidated to pick up the Bible and to read it and to talk about it and to be like, I don't really know that much, but here it is. And now you got a guy that doesn't know much at all, but has a fire in his belly for it. So let's get into today's readings with that being said, because we don't have a lot of time left already. I have got a first time we're doing this here on God Wants to Talk to You. It is, I'm going to read to you from uh, Mark chapter five, verses 21 through 43. And this same exact story is also in Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 26. And this same exact story is also in Luke chapter 8, verses 40 through 56. And that's because they're all apostles. They're all in the gospel and they all wrote their experiences and things that they saw and eyewitnessed with Jesus and things that Jesus said to them and things that they heard Jesus say to crowds. So every one of them tells this same story in their gospel. And I mean, you can't get more concrete evidence, truth that this actually happened. The fact that three of the apostles wrote this in their book, that three of them wrote it. The same exact story with the same details. So let's get into it. This is a part where Jesus has now been going about the countryside preaching 
and he has got a lot of fame, and everywhere he goes, huge crowds have gathered, and a lot of times he'll get in a boat with the disciples and go across a lake or across a river and go out and then come back to another part trying to just escape the crowds is what they're trying to do. And at this point, they had kind of done that. But when Jesus, now we pick up here on uh, the start of verse 21 in uh, Mark chapter 5. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. Now, remember, this is a synagogue. This is a guy probably with all of them that had it in for Jesus. And then he realizes, oh, no, 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 no. My daughter's dying and the doctors can't help her and she's going to die. Like, maybe this guy can help. And now all of a sudden he believes. You get, a lot of people get faith there at the at the moment, knocking on death's door or someone else's. And that's what happened to Jarius here. But here's what's going on. Jarius is now leading him to his house, and he's trying to get up there as quick as he can because his daughter is very ill. There's a huge crowd following around, and they're pressing and pressing, and, and they can't get through the crowd. And there is a woman in the crowd who has been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all of her money, and instead of getting better, she had grown worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. So that is exactly what she did. And immediately when she fell to the ground and she literally just got her fingers on the cusp of his cloak, she stopped bleeding. Bam. And you're like, she was bleeding. Like, that's weird. That That's not, you know, she wasn't crippled or anything like that. Think back. You're dealing with Jewish law. There's a lot of cleanliness laws, a lot of stuff about being clean and unclean and bathing and hygiene. And there's a lot of that in there. And uh, of someone bleeding was considered unclean at that point and wasn't allowed in the town where everyone else was because everyone else was clean and you couldn't mix the clean with the unclean. They do the similar thing with kosher foods. The certain foods can't touch. You can't have dairy products with with a meat product there's a, a lot of rules and that was a rule so this lady probably had a very tortured life with that condition but however she's now been healed instantly just from touching jesus's cloak but as soon as she did jesus stops that they're on their way to this guy's house to save his daughter and jesus stops in his tracks and he says at once jesus realized that power had gone out from him he turned around in the crowd and asked who touched my clothes you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking to the lady, some people came up from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and they said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they had said, Jesus told them, told Jairus, he said, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him into the house except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home, the synagogue leader, uh, Jesus saw a commotion where people were crying and wailing because this daughter was dead and people were already grieving. He went in and he said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. 
and they all laughed at him. After that, he put them all out of the house. He took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him, and he went in where the child was. He took her by the hand, and he said to her, Little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Uh, as they were all completely astonished, Jesus then gave everyone in the room strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give the little girl something to eat. And the little girl was up and healthy and healed and went on to an amazing life. So think about you've got your child, or and if you don't have a kid, uh, you've got someone you love, a spouse, a sibling, a mother, father, someone dying, someone you would do anything for to save. And here you are, you're going to take this last ditch effort. And you're like, Jesus is healing people. That guy's around here. Let me go get him. So you go get him and he goes, cool, let's go. I'll come help you right now. And you are literally trying your best to get there as fast as you can. We don't have cars. I imagine if the guy had a horse, he would have drugged Jesus up on that horse and he would have ripped it out of there. But the crowd was over overbearing. They couldn't move anywhere. They couldn't get there. He probably could have got there before the girl died if there hadn't been such a big crowd. And then, so imagine you're leading this this guy who who is going to save your kid, this guy who's performing miracles, and you're, you're getting him to your house, and then he stops and turns around and goes, who touched me? You're in a crowd of, well, looks probably, let's anticipate maybe a 1,000 people or more around him. And they're mobbing him because everybody wants to be healed or, or you know, just wants to touch him and see him or something. He's, his fame has gotten to that point. And there, there they are. He stops. What, what do you, as that person, how do you not lose your cool and be like, come on, not at Jesus, but just at the people. Stop, leave him alone. He's got to get to my house. Like you guys don't understand. You could see there would be a massive amount of frustration because I would have it. I believe all of you would have it too. And this is one of those things. He brought this girl back from the dead. No one expected that. No one was expecting that. They, they, they had, he'd been performing miracles. But Jesus works in ways so beyond our comprehension. And so often, not at all what what we think. Like, we, okay, he's got to get here and he's got to save her. We, we didn't think, oh, it's, it's fine. She could die and then he'll come and bring her back to life. No, it's like, hey, can you come and bring, my daughter just passed away. Can you come to the house and bring her back to life? Like, no one was thinking that. It's like, save her, save her, save her. And then she passes because the crowd is too much and they can't get through the crowd and they, he doesn't get there in time. But it doesn't matter with Jesus. Everything is possible with Jesus. And the greatest line in that entire uh, story is when Jesus says to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. Because your faith is absolutely everything. And now here's a story that I relate to as I read that story. And it's shameful on my part, too. So I was working very recently. I was working three jobs. And one of them was a company that I owned. And I was making no money. And I can't tell you how hard I I literally was working myself to death. Trying to get this project going that I really wanted to go. And I prayed every single day, like, God, please help me get this project going. Please you know, get some success in the door. Let me just keep the doors open. And and I, I can't tell you how hard I, I worked so hard. I literally was dying. I was getting sick, 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 sick because I was working so hard. And 
remember one day I'm working and I have on the radio and the Carrie Underwood song comes on, Jesus Take the Wheel. We all know that song. And that song, um, she's driving, she's got her kids in the car, she's on an icy road, she's driving too fast, and the car spins out and she's about to crash and kill her and her kids. And she lets go of the wheel and she says, Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus then comes and the car comes to a safe stop and her and her kids are okay. And I then was just happened to do a social media post very shortly after that and said, hey, I'm, I'm working and I, I'm, I literally was uh, praying in the Carrie Underwood song, Jesus, take the wheel came on. So I decided to let Jesus drive. But I can tell you this. He's and I made the joke to Jesus, a very slow driver. That was my funny social media joke, which is awful and I regret that but my first person that replied back was my cousin who is a pastor and my cousin said uh no he is no he does not Jesus drives just right all the time and you know what I'm dead serious she's a thousand percent right I was a thousand percent wrong Jesus doesn't work on our time frame Jesus doesn't do he's not you know doing what we tell him to do he's doing God's will and it's going to be on his time and imagine being that parent and I just got to get you to my house to save my kid. No, I'm going to get there on God's time. And it's God's will be done. And the little girl lived, but she had already died before she came back to life when Jesus brought her back to life. Like we don't think, we don't comprehend the power of Jesus. And I think it's it's a lack of faith. And I think I had a lack of faith. And, and I can tell you this. I, since then, since all those prayers, all that time, since then, I, my prayers were never answered. That project never came to fruition. And I finally just said, I can't take anymore. And I'm going to leave and, and go about, you know, doing something else. Cause I can't do this anymore. I'm literally dying. And I could tell you this, I got my health back a thousand percent since I stopped doing that. I have way more free time now. I'm a better husband, I'm a better father, I'm a better son, brother, friend. I've neglected everyone I love in my life for three years while I worked on that project and tried to get it to go. And now it's just, everything's better. And now after all of that, I have this project. And this project is strictly for the love of Jesus and the love of, of, you know, serving God is really what this project is about. I just want to get this project out there. I want to tell stories from the Bible. I want to try to relate to them and try to relate to you and hopefully inspire people to read the Bible and inspire people to talk to God. That's the only thing I want out of this entire project. And I know, but we, we're all guilty of praying and wanting things. And it's not, it's not what God wants for us. Sometimes, sometimes it's not what's best for us. And then we think they're not that God's not answering our prayers, and this guy's probably praying, "Please, please, God, let us get there. Let let us save my daughter." And she died. Imagine that devastation as a parent. You just found out your kid died, and you you had the person that could save her, and they were on their way there, but this dumb crowd of people that are mobbing them wouldn't get out of your way. And Jesus, what did he say? What did he say when everything looks awful? What did he say? Don't be afraid. Just believe your faith. Just have your faith. It's all that mattered. The only thing that mattered. And it's the only thing that matters now. I think we've got crowds of people now, too, just running about. And I think we've got a crowd of people everywhere we go that that aren't filled with faith, that don't have faith. 
I know mine's getting better, and I know you only need a mustard seed of faith. According to other stories in the Bible that we'll get into, there's, there's a lot of stories that I have not touched on that I am very, very excited to get to, but I have already gone past my 15 minutes of uh, God wants to talk to you, and I try to keep these things as short as I can because I know everyone is as ADD as me, and you get in, get out. In the meantime, I encourage you to pick up the Bible and read it. Follow up any of those, uh, Matthew, Mark, or Luke, any of the other uh, books in the Bible that have this story. Read it. Maybe reflect on it. Think what it thinks to you. And remember that God wants to talk to you. I'll be back again very soon with another story from the Bible. Until then, here's how you can get a hold of us. God bless you. If you would like to contact us here at God Wants to Talk to You, follow us and reach out through Instagram at God Wants to Talk to You. Until next time, may the peace of our Lord be with you.